I've been um, I was gonna make a playlist on like Apple Music or Spotify of the songs that are permanently stuck in my head. Mm. I shouldn't be saying this on the podcast because it's a good idea. I don't want anybody to steal it. Okay. But I'm going to say it anyway because I don't care. It's just a playlist. But, like, anytime you're just hanging out and all of a sudden you're just like, I'm like a bird, Uh you immediately add it to the playlist. Okay. And you just see what what shakes out. Yeah. I I think you would get to hundreds of songs. Because when you're just walking around, you just start humming something, mm-hmm. and then you're like, you just whip out your phone, just throw ear, it to the place. Earworm songs. Yes, yeah, basically. Okay. All of them. Huh. Anytime you think of one, or well, you're not really going to think of them, they're just going to pop into your head. Right. This is a lifelong venture. That sounds like a really big commitment. I don't know if I'm ready for that. Eh. Is it a commitment, though? I think you can add songs to playlists pretty quickly. Uh, I know on Apple Music, it's fairly simple. You just search the song... Oh, no, you just said lifelong and... Uh, oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The actual lifelong commitment part. Yeah. That may be asking a bit too much. It sounds like a lot, Marco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's asking too much of me, too. I mean, that's asking a lot, period. You get out of bed, that's enough. Seriously. Mm-hmm. I th- you know, we got to... We just got to keep surviving. <laughs> Doing the bare minimum. Doing the bare minimum. Well, we don't do the bare minimum around here, around these parts. Mm. We go above and beyond for the people. Maximum effort. You're damn right, boy. And in the spirit of maximum effort. Oh, spirit, he says. (laughs) Mm. What we have brought to you, ladies and gentlemen, today is the Angelica New New, New England Wheat. I was going smooth for a second. Mm. Angelica New England Wheat. It's from the Lord Hobo Brewing Company. This was... Uh, suggested to me by Corey from the uh, liquor store right up the street. So shout out to Corey. What's up, Corey? Told him about the podcast. He immediately jumped in and was like, hey, tried this, this, and this thing. Hmm. And all of the things that he had uh, suggested, we'd already had. Ah. So. I have found a number of recent beers we've had in this podcast from that store. Yeah. So that's yeah. probably why. Right, right. That that actually doesn't help. We're depleting his, because uh, <laughs> he's got a short supply of yeah, things. It's but it's like, good. It is. They're it's all good. really good stuff. Right. I mean, that's where you got the Hemperer from. That's right. Uh, we got the Top Gun from Publix, but he had that there. Mm-hmm. And then there was something else, some other shit that he suggested. Anyway, <clears throat> this was one that he suggested that we have not had on the podcast. It's a hazy, luscious, fruity wheat ale, and I can't wait to drink it. My name is Marco Dupa. For my beautiful co-host, Adam Obesius Rodriguez. Mission Impossible, baby. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. This is the One Baron Podcast. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
That's right, kids. The One Baron Podcast, where a couple of guys get together, drink some brews, talk some shit, and see where one beer takes us. Mm. How are you, Adam? I'm all right. Got a beer in my hand. That's right. Your poor was, eh, you, you, got, you got some head on yours, too. Yeah, pretty close to yours. You little bitch. You little bitch. Wheat beers are supposed to have a good amount of head. Are they? Is what, that a requirement? That's what mama told me. Well, let's clink it up. Clink it up. Mm. Well, that's not bad. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. We're not a big wheat beer podcast here. No. But uh, yeah. well, we shouldn't be uh, any kind of beer. You know? We should just knock them all out. Oh, gosh. I mean, we've got our own preferences yeah yeah definitely have preferences but we shouldn't be limiting ourselves obesius i'll say the the wheat beers i'm pretty sure the wheat beers are the ones that give me congestion oh great this is gonna be a fun episode yeah so if if by the end of this i sound then you'll know why um what are we we in august August still? sure are. Yep. Yeah. 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 Uh, halfway through the year. Yeah. And around this time, you start hearing a lot of stuff popping up about best so far, best this, best that. Uh-huh. And we decided that we wanted to jump into the foray mm-hmm. of all the best of lists so far. And one thing that we don't get to talk about here as much, but we sure would like to, is music. Oh, yeah. We'll have some more music conversations. I like that stuff. So... That's what we're going to have. Okay. And right here, right now, ladies and gentlemen, we present to you the One Baron Podcast best of lists so far. Oh, now, they're both going to be separate lists, obviously. Mm-hmm. And we have not talked about these lists yet. And so I don't know what's on his, and he doesn't know what's on mine. About how many do you have? I, ask I, got, I, I put together a solid 10. Okay. In no particular order, and an honorable mention. Okay. Yeah. What do you got? I have fifteen total. Okay. Um, however, I have a top five that are actually in contention. So okay. basically, I have my five so far uh, albums of the year. Okay. But then the rest of them are honorable mentions. I'd okay. say. Are yours in in order? Absolutely not. Okay. In they're in order chronologically from when they came out. Okay. Yeah. So do you want to just, we can just say what we have and then we can discuss them as, no, well, not as we go, but like discuss them afterward. We just say what's on the list. Or do you want to like discuss each one as we go? We'll take turns. Let's take turns. I think that'd be a, a more elegant way of doing this. Okay. Yeah. You want to go first? Sure. All right. Uh, so my first honorable mention is MGMT, Little Dark Age. Ah. I thought you would say that. Yeah. Um, you told me about that album. Yeah. And the reason why it even perked my ears to begin with when it first came out was <clears throat> from the singles alone, I could tell it was a very different MGMT album, mm-hmm. which in my opinion is what they needed at the time because, you know, the last couple albums weren't really, I don't know, moving the needle yeah. for me. Um, so it was, it was good to see them do a change of pace. Uh, this is much more dark psychedelia, yeah, ish, yeah. So 
the only reason it's not like on my top five of the year so far is because I'm not really finding myself going back to it. Yeah. I heard it once or twice and I was like, that was good. And I haven't gone back, uh, which leads me to think I don't like it that much. That That's one of the things that stopped me from putting a couple of albums on my list that I might have. It was mm-hmm. just like, yeah, I liked them when I listened to them, but, uh, yeah, I don't haven't have much back staying power. That is actually one of the reasons that that album in particular is not on my list. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, I liked it, but um, yeah, I just don't. I just don't go back to it. Mm-hmm. I just haven't gone back to it. Yeah. Since since it came out, I, I mean, I find it a solid listen still. If you haven't heard it and you're looking for something of that sound, mm-hmm. the kind of a darker psychedelic sound, uh, go for it. But yeah, just thought it at least deserved a little honorable mention. All right. I can dig it. <clears throat> uh, let's see. What do I have on my list? My first honorable mention goes to Beach House's Seven. Mm. Their seventh studio album. This is also entitled Seven. Uh-huh. And uh, it's really, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's a great album. It's just outside my top ten. Just because, again, it's one of those things where I listened to it and I was, I was like really floored by some of the stuff that I heard on it musically, mm-hmm. and lyrically, emotionally. Uh huh. But, I mean, after that, it was just like, all right, I've 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 absorbed the vibes mm-hmm. and the energy what this that has this has to offer. Yeah, and yeah. now I'm good. I'm ready to yeah. go about my day. Yeah. Some of the some of the albums that I'm gonna say, I mean. I, I can't stop listening to them mm-hmm. just over and over and over again. So Yeah. I feel like that's sort of a requirement in my book for being in contention for it. Right. I actually have them as a runner up as well. Oh, excuse me. So The Beach House album? Beach House album, yeah. Okay. I do too. So all right. Agreed. All right. Is my feedback. That's one. Um all right. The first one of my top five on this list. US girls. In a poem unlimited. Uh-huh. Uh, this album came out of nowhere for me because I hadn't honestly heard of US Girls until this album came out. Yeah. And it was one of those that I had seen the album art and I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, saw it kind of making some rumblings on a lot of the indie uh outlets. Yeah. Uh getting some buzz online. And I checked it out for myself, and it's this chick rock kind of leaning towards pop. Big sounding, mostly fun, but also pretty lyrically intensive music. Yeah. And I found it really, really interesting and kind of a breath of fresh air um, for my musical palette at the time. And it's, uh, as we have said, an album I've come back to again and again and again this year. So it's definitely up there on my list. Definitely check it out. Um, Yeah. I mean... I'm all for more chick rock, so I love chick rock. Bam, chick rock works mm-hmm. all the time. All right, <clears throat> I have one more honorable mention before I get into my top ten list, and it is. You ready for this? Yep. Cardi B's Invasion of Pir- what? Privacy. <laughs> I think that Cardi B. This album, as far as I'm concerned, personally, took me by surprise. I was not expecting this album to be as good as it is. Mm-hmm. I think anybody who 
uh, doesn't like Cardi B as a person or, you know, doesn't really fuck with the, I don't know, trap music, I guess, or whatever, like, rubs you the wrong way about her. I get it. Yeah. But I just can't um, relate (laughs) because she's somebody who's out here just fucking, you know... (laughs) I'm not. I, I don't know. I'm not with the with the slut shaming and with the. Uh, yeah. And at the end of the day, it's like, hey, hey, man, she's doing the same shit that the rest of these fucking guys. Yeah. She's on the level with a lot of male MCs. Mm-hmm. You know, like she's she's the equivalent of these. You know, me and South were talking about how you uh, categorize how how people should categorize trap music. How what should they call it? Because call like. You know, we're from the old school, so calling it trap music is kind of insulting because of all the trap artists that came out before them. Yeah. It's kind of like, well, fuck that. And I told him, like, you know, he was like, you can't can't really call it pop rap. And I was like, it kind of is, though. Some of it is. I, I, I feel like there's a lot of songs on there. Obviously, the radio hits are pop rap. Yeah. And they, these guys. But that's not that shouldn't be something that necessarily is a, you know, demeaning term. That's exactly what I said. It's not a demeaning term. Pop is literally just it's popular. popular. This is what people yeah. are doing right now. Right. You don't and, have to be a hipster. It's fine. Yeah, it's not necessarily a dig. Um, Astro World, that's a pop rap album. Mm-hmm. Call it whatever you want, but I mean he's huge right now. Yeah. That and and he's doing, you know, it's it's catchy and he's got a lot of like Oh shit. Mike was facing away. <laughs> he's got he's got a lot of um, you know, big name collaborators and whatnot. So I mean it's yeah. it's a pop rap album. Cardi B's Invasion of Privacy comes out and like the singles are were massive. Right. She's the only female MC I think to have two number ones mm-hmm. on the on the Hot 100. I mean, you know, and and she's not just singles, man. The fucking that album lives up. Like mm-hmm. I it's not it's not incredible. It's a good album. It's not like holy shit, the second right. coming of Lauren Hill or some shit. It's like right, right. it's it's not that. It's not necessarily it's just, deep. It's just It I think I weigh it heavier because it's so unexpected. Yeah, well, I, was I really say, thought it was going to be trash. Is, is that skewed by your just perception? Yeah, I guess. Yes, for sure. I I thought it was going to be trash. Mm-hmm. I was I was convinced. I wasn't even going to listen to it mm-hmm. until I saw people were going, "Dude, this is actually pretty good." Hmm. And it was getting high reviews. And sometimes I'm a glutton for punishment. I will listen to whack shit. Just <laughs> just to, hate listen. Yeah, I really will. Uh-huh. I sit through a whole album. Oh, I know you will. Just <laughs> so. Uh, this I, I was ready to just hate listen to it. I had time. I was driving home from uh from a uh, uh, a job. Mm-hmm. It was like an hour away, so I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna rock this whole album. That first track comes on, and I'm like, uh, I wish somebody else was in the car because <laughs> my eyes bugged out. I'm looking around like, are you uh, hearing this? Yeah. So, uh, Cardi B's Invasion of Privacy, honorable mention. All right. Uh, my next honorable mention, uh, just by a hair is Car Seat Headrest, Twin Fantasy. Uh, Technically a re-release, I guess. A redo of an album, I should a say. A redo, yeah. I um, would, I, yeah, because yeah, he basically, if you don't know the story behind Car Seat Headrest, he was this really super indie, almost like SoundCloud rapper-esque uh, beginnings yeah. of this this dude. I think the rock equivalent to SoundCloud rapping is Bandcamp bands. Yeah, yeah. So he started off online only, putting out music for free. And um, this was one of his early hits, and he went back and revisited it as a slightly older man, um, older young man. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, just redid it with his, you know, current sensibilities. 
and I think improved on every part of it, really. Listening to the original Twin Fantasies to this one, uh, it just it sounds better in like a deeper album. Yeah. Um, and I, I really enjoyed it. The only thing that kept me from putting it in the top five and it, it just barely didn't make it um, is, again, the fact that I haven't really gone back to it Yeah. in the way that I went back to his last album that came out before that. Yeah, uh, Teenage Denial. Teenage. 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 Teenage Ooh, something. It's teenage something. He has two albums with Teenage in it, right? Of course he does. Yeah, he would. Youngster, let's uh, let's not make these things so confusing, okay? Please, Mister Heads, m- m- Mister Car Seat Headrest, Car Seat Headrest. Oh, excuse me. I think uh, teens of denial, teens of denial. That's right. And then teens of style. That's right. Yeah. So I really liked uh, teens of denial more. Yeah. Uh, yes. But that being said, it's just good to hear sort of new material from Car Seat Headrest. Yeah. Yeah. The only reason that that didn't make my list was because. It's, it is just it's just a remake, right? It's like it's basically the HD remix of yeah of his album. He uh, which I appreciate. I you know I want a HD version of like all the stuff he's put out, but yeah, he he, he George Lucas did essentially right, but in a good in way. in a good way, yeah, because he yeah it's good, it's right? Good. All right, <clears throat> into my actual list again. No particular order. First album that came to my head that I put on the list was The Void's Virtue. Yes. It's a great, great album. It is on mine as well. It's a step up from their last album, mm-hmm. Tyranny, right. which was a great album in it or by itself. Yep. But Tyranny was like super, super uh, experimental punk where, you know, like eight-minute songs, mm-hmm. fucking like, you know, it just seemed, Tyranny seemed like a release Mm-hmm. Like they, you know, this band needed to just get something out. Yeah. Like they, you know, it's like Julian had like things in his head that he felt like he couldn't do with the strokes and he couldn't do by himself as mm-hmm. just Julian Casablanca. So he's like, you know, now that I've got this band of all these accomplished musicians, this is this, these guys can do what I have bouncing around in my head. And then Virtue comes out and Virtue sounds like he's, grabbing the reins on all of these wild horses uh-huh. that are that are riding around in his head yeah and so it's it comes together and it's like the it's catchier it's easier to listen to mm-hmm. while still maintaining like a punk aesthetic right you know what i mean yeah uh, for me it it seemed like tyranny was sort of a, a young director's first film out right. of out of like film school when he's trying to prove something Trying to be extra artsy, like just to prove a point right. that he, he can be. Uh, but this one, I feel, was really uh, sort of the the culmination of what they were attempting to do in the first one, but also with the confidence that they didn't have anything to prove. So it was almost a in a way like a more refined Voids mm-hmm. album, you know? Yeah. And like you were saying, it's more listenable. It's more of an album, I feel. And, uh, I I think it it ma- it hits that perfect balance between being artsy and punk and disruptive, but then also like having some good tunes on it too. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So yeah, yeah no, I, and I've gone back a few <clears throat> times to this album, and I yes. yeah, I still can definitely vouch for it, um, especially if you're looking for something a little different. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, if he keeps making albums like this, I don't really need him to go back to the Strokes. Yeah, that's true. Can't say the same for Albert, though. No. What would you think of Francis Trouble? Uh, it's an honorable mention for me. You have it in there? Yep. It was close, but mm-hmm. I feel like it was a little little redundant. Yeah. A little, uh, little been there, done that. Yeah. Well, uh, my... Okay, let me jump straight into that one, then. Uh, yeah, Please. Albert Hammond Jr. Uh, Francis Trouble is the name of the album. Uh, I was super hot on this album coming into it. Uh, just from hearing the singles, I loved every single single that yeah. came out of it. <clears throat> yeah. um, and I still do. Those songs are still hot. <laughs> still hot. But the rest of the album is just kind of more the same. And it doesn't really go anywhere. He definitely put his best material out early. And it it just didn't feel very cohesive. It didn't yeah. feel like there was enough meat on the bones it didn't feel like a lot of the songs were cooked long enough. And, uh, yeah, it's just an album I don't go back to ever. I'll go back to the songs individually. Right. Because, in my opinion, he has some of the best material he's ever done on that. Yeah, there's so the singles are... Yeah, fantastic. Are, yeah. Really great, catchy songs. But, you know, I can't say the rest for or the rest of the album. Right. Um, so, yeah. yeah. I mean, close, but... As an album, meh. 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 Uh, I just thought of one more honorable mention to okay. jump out of my list for a second. Chromio's Head Over Heels. Okay. Um, I debated on having it actually in my list, and then I just took it off completely just because when I actually finally listened to the album, mm-hmm. like the album itself isn't as cohesive as I wanted it to be, isn't as like different as uh, I wanted it to be mm-hmm. um, but uh, the singles though man was I hyped <laughs> the on the singles fucking though. singles uh-huh. I I listened to their lead single Juice mm-hmm. on repeat that's a great just song over and over and over again they, they some of the, the all of the singles all of them were really good and eh, the rest of the album just kind of doesn't live up yeah so I think uh, that's what keeps it off the top 10 list, mm-hmm. but definitely gets an honorable mention. All right. I didn't really give it enough of a listen to give an opinion, honestly. Um, I did hear the singles, and I did like the singles. So yeah, I can back you on that. Yeah. 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 Uh, my next honorable mention is Jack White, Boarding House Reach. Ah. Um, I had a feeling you, you would put that on there. Yeah. I, uh, I'm down for whatever Jack White wants to do. Uh be there day one i love you baby <laughs> um but this album was an interesting curveball um in sort of i guess going against the grain and delivering something that i don't think people were looking for necessarily which is something i can respect artistically but at the same time i don't know it just it it didn't really have tunes on it mm-hmm you know, like I, I liked it and I still do like it. I like it as an album and it's an interesting concept piece. And, Ugh. you know, it's very artsy fartsy if you want to, you know, dabble in that sort of thing. But mm. uh, as a as an album, uh, I don't know if I ever want to go back and really listen to it. Yeah, I uh, I tried to play it while I was working one day mm-hmm. and my boss was like, um, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and I was like, this is uh this is Jack White. You like the White Stripes? Mm-hmm. And it was like, yeah, I like the White Stripes. 
what the fuck is this? And I was like, all right, I'll, I'll turn I guess it I'll off. I'll change it. Uh, here's some audio slave. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. You want some, you want some sound garden? Mm-hmm. Cause we can do that. Yeah. That. So yeah. Uh, agreed. It, it's, 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 uh, it's, it's, it's such a left turn mm-hmm. that, yeah, I mean, if you're if you're like, oh, new Jack White album, and you listen to it, you're like, oh, what? okay. And don't get me wrong, like I am totally fine with him experimenting like this, and I think it's a good thing. Yeah. Um, and I I can appreciate it, and I do appreciate it, but I don't know, it just it didn't really do it for me. Yeah. I feel you, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't even put that on there. Didn't make it in there. Okay. <laughs> Next on my list, my actual list, is the Weekend Surprise EP, My Dear Melancholy. Mm, that made my honorable mentions. thought it was a fantastic, fantastic follow-up to his very, very commercial Starboy album. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, uh, the Weekend. He's he's full on pop star now, which you can't you can't be mad at him for that. You know, people on Twitter are always like. I just want him to go back to being depressed and doing drugs. <laughs> Can he be more sad? It's it's amazing. People people who are, are sad, they they want everybody else. Misery loves company, ah, right? Absolutely. And they want everybody else to be sad with him. It's like, oh, this dude is, he's, well, I mean, him and Selena broke up. But at the time, you know, he was on top of the world. Mm-hmm. The album was charting out of this world. He's dating a pop star. He's touring everywhere. Yeah. You know, cut his goofy ass haircut. <laughs> So they, you know, they want him to go back to when he was like this mystery, this undiscovered. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to hold on to the thing, and, and and like you know, they don't want to share the thing. This is my thing. Right? You can't have my thing. Trilogy era thing. weekend. Yeah. And I'm like, he's not gonna go back to that. Right. Or will he? No. Well. <laughs> because that's what this album basically was was yeah. him going back to that, and uh, you know, it it showed that. As far as like musically, that's it's still in him. He's mm-hmm. just choosing not to make that kind of music, right. and good for him because yeah, people as much as they clamor for shit like that, they would get tired of it. They yeah. they would shit on him for it. You know, they do it all the time. People do it all the time. The Strokes they want the Strokes to make is the sit over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. But when they do, when they make like a Strokes esque song, then people are like, ah, it's the same shit they've always. They haven't done. evolved. Yeah, yeah. And people do it all the time with all of their favorite artists. They want them to to stand still and just continue to do the shit that they love. Right. And then when they, you know, then when they I, do I, do that, it's like, oh, but but not like that though. That's boring. That's just uh, it's people trying to recapture that feeling, that magical feeling of hearing them for the first time. That's all it is. That's kind of what I'm afraid of. Like Interpol, their new album is going to be that. Yeah. Because the two singles that they have out right now, a little side tangent for you, um, they sound very, very turn on the bright lights. Mm-hmm. And I I mean, I'm not going to say it's not doing anything for me because I think they're pretty good songs. But if it's just them kind of rehashing the same thing that they've done before, I don't really know if it's going to be that great. You yeah. know? Yeah. Like if you're trying to recapture the flame you had in the past just by kind of doing a bad impression of it. Yeah. It's not worth doing, you know? Well, yeah. And see, that's the difference between, you know, uh, whatever, um, uh, Interpol is doing and what the weekend did with this album was, Mm -hmm. it wasn't a bad impression. I mean, it was, 
pretty on the nose right. of his early work. So, and I mean, it really hasn't been all that long since that early work. If we're being honest, it's that's true. He's there's like up pretty two fast. albums in between the yeah. end of the trilogy. It was Kissland, uh huh, and then um, no three albums. Three Kissland, um, the the Beauty Behind the Madness, Starboy, uh-huh. and then this uh, EP, right. Well, anyway, yeah, it, it it that album made my uh, honorable mentions for every reason you said. I, I think it's a if you're into that that kind of the weekend, it's a return to form, and I think it just has some good tunes on it. I mean, if if you're not into that, then obviously you're not going to like it. But the only reason it didn't make my top five um, is I don't know. It just kind of seemed like more of the same. It was good though. Yeah, more of the same of the stuff that I think is good. So I can't complain too much, but. It didn't really innovate in a way that has me super interested, you know? For sure. Anyway, um, well, like I said before, The Voids made my top five. Uh, Beach House, sorry, got that. Uh-huh. Next honorable mention is Arctic Monkeys, Tranquility Base Hotel and Casino. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, I throw them in the honorables because I can't put my finger on this album. I'm not really sure how to feel about it because at times i'll listen to it and go i get what you're doing here right i can dig it and then other times i hear it and i'm like the cheese the cheese all the cheese all of the cheese right so on one hand like you know i i don't want them to keep trying to make their first two albums but i don't know if i'm okay with the complete transformation of alex turner into a lounge singer yeah so i like it kinda but it's fun like it's 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 fun what he's doing but it's not you know you go to certain bands for certain things it doesn't for me i think the issue i have is it doesn't have the heart yeah It, it all seems like a just a a goof yeah so uh i mean it's there are some good songs on there for sure, and I have gone back and listened to it a few times from time to time. Yeah, um, so I'll give it that. But I just I hope they don't stick with this style for too long. Yeah, I hope they try something new after this. Yeah, well, it seems like that's what he's into is like experimenting with the sound on yeah. on every album now. Yeah, because this doesn't sound like AM, and AM doesn't really sound like a. Um, Suck it and see. Yeah. Well, I feel like suck it and see and am are pretty close. You think? Yeah. I think. Uh, I think suck it and see has more of the. Uh, it's like a. It's more of like a. I wouldn't say surf. It's kind of surf rocky. Mm. Kind of. I think it's closer to. I think. I think on a if if you had a scale and am was on the left and tranquility <laughs> was on the right mm-hmm. that suck it and see would be a little bit closer to tranquility than it is. Hmm. Am okay. Maybe I have to go back and listen to it again. But I mean, I I don't know. Well, I don't know that's if from s- what I remember. If, 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 have you seen my controversial tweet? Yeah, I did see that. Okay, I did see that. Did you Did you get people? Like- I, I got nobody. That's fine. That's <laughs> fine. I, I like it better that way. Uh, what I said I was, I know this is going to be controversial, but I think Suck It and See is a better album than Am. Uh, yeah, I I, uh, I should have responded. I don't know. I, th- I don't know why because I saw it and I responded in my head. And it was something to the effect of uh, "fuck off." Yeah, something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. 
I don't agree with you. Okay. You idiot. Uh, how many more honorable mentions do you got? Do you want to just like finish yours and then we'll get into our... Because I'm already two into my list. Okay. Yeah. So my next honorable, which <laughs> you may have a heart attack, uh, is Kanye West. Yay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, really? Yeah. And it's only, it's only because... I cut my list down to top five, so I had to make some obvious, you know, hard decisions here. Uh, yeah, okay. Um, but it almost made it though. Uh, I really did enjoy this album a lot. You know, it's uh, not. It's not even on my list. That's funny. I. I <sighs> what are you fighting me for? Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I, I thought Ye was a great album, uh, but uh, it just didn't didn't quite make it. For me, compared to another album that I won't ruin mm-hmm. yet. Uh, my very last um, honorable mention is uh, Denzel Curry, Taboo. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, it's obviously pretty fresh. Uh, just came out. Yeah. So I need to give it a little more time to digest. But I really enjoyed it. I like the darker take and semi-experimental uh, trappy sound that he has going on this one. And uh, yeah, now I see a bright future for that young man. Bright future for that boy. Yeah, it's, um, it's good. Good album. I'd say one more honorable mention is. It's like it's 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 outside the list for sure, but it's it's as far as like albums that have come out this year. I think you gotta. I think you gotta say Astro World. I think you gotta yep. throw Travis Scott in there. Is like, I was I, mean, I was I was going to. I was thinking about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it, it is. It's that I. You know. You can't. You really just can't argue with some mm. music as much as, you know, if you're a purist and, you know, you only listen to X, Y, and Z, I get it. But some things, you just, I mean, it's just a good album. I yeah. think it's inarguably a good album. Yeah. So. I mean, it's it's impact is, you know, you, 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 can't, you can't sit here and tell me that that album didn't make waves. Yeah. You know? Right. From the anticipation to when it, it's actually out. The like, hype on this album. Incredible. And, yeah. At least he delivered on, in a timely fashion. I don't think mm-hmm. he delivered quality-wise, but at least he delivered in a timely fashion. Yeah. You know, give him that. Yep. All right. Uh, next on my list, this would be number seven. No order, but, like, the seventh album. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ty Siegel's Freedom Goblin. Okay. I really, really like this album. Nice. And I have have had instances where i'm like what do i want to listen to and then i'll just throw it on mm-hmm. just because it's easy to just pop in and just let it ride out mm-hmm. it's a i think it's a i think it's a great album and i think with ty siegel you know he's he's a he's a punk alternative guy who you know very no frills lo-fi stuff mm-hmm. so he can just fucking pump them out yeah he puts out an album every like couple weeks yeah and so obviously you're going to saturate the market and some stuff is not going to be good as other stuff. Uh-huh. But for some, well, for whatever reason, this one, it, it all kind of came together mm-hmm. on this album. Well, the thing I appreciate about him as an artist is that if you look through his entire discography, which is huge, yeah, um, it's all very different. Mm-hmm. He has a definite, almost in a Beck way, you know, he yeah. has very different phases that he goes through. Yeah. Maybe more acoustic on this one. Yeah. Maybe more punk on this one. Lo-fi on this one. You know, mm-hmm. like, he definitely has lots of different sounds that you can go through and explore and find the Thai Seagull for you. Yeah. You know? Right. So, I uh, I need to give that one a better listen because I've only heard it in passing. Yeah. Uh, but, 
yeah, I'm I'm overall a big fan of his. Mm-hmm. So probably would have made it if I would have listened to it. Um. All right. Well, uh, we erased the voids, so uh-huh. that that was my next one. Um, I am going to kids see ghosts. Kids see ghosts sometimes. I was I just listened to this album again today mm-hmm. on my way home. So yeah. you can believe that this is also on my list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I uh, frequently revisit this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, out of the entire Kanye, uh, push that's come out recently of the seven track albums. This has been the one that's really stuck for me. Yeah. Um, I do listen to Ye occasionally, but this is in my opinion, like the one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I just think it's the most solid, uh, of, of the releases. Mm-hmm. I'd say it's right up there with Pusha T. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I, just really enjoy this entire album sonically. I think it gives it a lot of diversity between, you know, Kanye and, uh, you know, what's his face? That other guy. The other guy. Um, Cutter. And yeah, no, I just, I, I really like it top to bottom. Like yeah. every song I feel is important and deserves to be there and proves its, its place. Yeah. And the very brief, uh, <coughs> track list that's there. The, uh, some of the albums that came out from that whole Kanye West thing, the the good music push from June, uh, some of them were like, okay, not so great. Mm-hmm. I can see what you were going for. Like Nas's album, not great. No. I'd say Nas is, uh, is on the very bottom. Yeah. Probably, he probably has the worst album out yeah. of all of them. Mm-hmm. I, I like Tiana Taylor's album. Me too. Um, didn't make my list, but I like the album. Yeah. Uh, and then there's other albums on the opposite side of the spectrum, Kitsy Ghost and Pusha T's Daytona. So uh-huh. I'll just go right into Pusha T's Daytona just because mm-hmm. I agree with everything you said about Kitsy Ghost. And, you know, it's just the I think it's the realization of both of their talents. Yeah. Kanye West on the boards, Kid Cudi finally, you know, not sounding like an emo cornball. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then Pusha T, he was the first one to come out. And I think he finally put out an album that is just everything that I've ever wanted from Pusha T. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge Pusha T fan. If anybody, if you don't know this about me, you know, I may make semi-conscious hip-hop, but my love is uber gangster East Coast uh, rap. Yeah. So uh, when I hear a guy like Pusha T come out and he's, you know... The way that he raps is 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 exactly. I mean, it's it, it sings to me, bro. Mm-hmm. It fucking sings to me. And so whenever he's putting out all these albums, where I'm like, no, don't do that, <laughs> don't do that. Just do this. Mm-hmm. Just just make an album's worth of nostalgia. Just make an album's worth of uh, drug dealers anonymous. Shit like that. And so he did. And so he did. Daytona. Yeah. I mean, I honestly, I don't, I don't know. Something real. Something has to come out that's really fucking world altering mm-hmm. for Daytona not to be top three, maybe number one on my list. It's mm-hmm. it's a it's a front runner for my favorite album of the year. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. I uh unfortunately I actually completely forgot about Daytona. Oh you didn't put it on I your list? I didn't put it on my list. Oh, I, it deserves it definitely oh, man. you know it definitely des- deserves a place on that list though. Mm. Um <laughs> yeah, no I I agree. Next on my list is Father John Misty, God's favorite customer. Ah, yeah, I was thinking about that one a lot. Uh-huh. A lot. I feel like this is 
a continuation, but also a pseudo return to form. Yeah. For Mr. John Misty. Um, a lot of people were really down on uh, his last album. Something comedy. Uh, pure comedy. Pure comedy. That's right. And uh, I wasn't one of those people. I actually really enjoyed that album too. But mm-hmm. I understand the criticisms against it. He got very theatrical, kind of too tongue in cheek at points. Yeah. Too cute. You know, like I, I get it. Um, but this this album kind of strips it back a bit. Not too much because that's the entire shtick of Father John Misty. You want another um, beer? Hmm? You want another beer? Sure. <laughs> um, do you want to like interrupt me? Sorry. Again? <laughs> Cop an attitude with Speaking me. Speaking here. You sassy little bitch. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, yeah. So I, I feel like this album is stripped back just enough for him to get back down to the essentials, which is good songwriting, which is his forte. Yeah. Uh, great storyteller. Really hits you in the heart. Great storyteller. Um, I love his voice. Uh, I, I know your criticism that you said before is that he kind of has a samey uh, sort of tone to his voice on a lot of the songs. Yeah. So uh, he's kind of one note in that way, which I understand. But at the same time, I just love that note. It's, <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. great. It's beautiful. Well, that's understandable. Um, so, yeah, that's definitely in my top five. It's a fantastic album. Uh, my next mm, choice num, 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 num. is Janelle Monae's Dirty Computer. Ooh, fantastic wee. release. Janelle Monae is an incredible artiste. Somebody who is a a a uh, what do they what do they call them? Uh, fuck, I forgot the word. It's the opposite of a one trick pony. I was gonna say a one trick pony, but uh, just, uh, song dance uh, and and some the triple the, threat. Triple threat. She's mm-hmm. a fucking triple threat. God damn, is she a triple threat? Mm-hmm. She can do it all. Yeah, I'm so impressed with her ability, her talent, her musical ear. It's great. Yeah. The uh, the singles off this album, which again I forgot about, um, <laughs> the singles off this album uh, made me go. She's really good at rapping. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Bars. Yeah. She. She's just. She's just artistically. She's just up there with. I she does the music real good. She does the music's good, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, um, since I only picked a top five, this is my final. Okay. Um. And it is by far my favorite album of the year. I can give you that. The rest of this isn't in any particular order. This one is the top. Can I guess it? I think I can guess it. I think you can too. <laughs> I can guess it. Say it, it. Let's say it. Let's say it at the same time. Okay. Artist name first. Uh-huh. One, two, three. Parquet, Parquet Courts. <laughs> Wide awake. Wide awake. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what can I say? It's just uh, the, the sound, the punk ag- aggressiveness. And lyrical content, mm-hmm. and just the the noises and the uh, yeah, it's just it's everything that I want yep. in an album, and every every song deserves to be there. Uh, it has a wide range of sounds within its within the album itself. There's some songs that are dancey, and other ones are stuff that you want to punch stuff to. Yeah, and you know it gets political. It you know it. It goes everywhere, mm-hmm. and I I think it is a modern masterpiece, mm-hmm. and I love it, and I've listened to it almost every day since it came out. You're not going to get any arguments from me here, buddy. Okay. Uh, when I'll you tell you 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 because uh, I I never really I didn't really I I listened to um, uh, Human Performance uh-huh. 
but not really. Mm-hmm. You know, like you told me about it, and I listened to a couple songs. And like, These guys are dope. And yeah. you're like, you came in, and like as soon as the album came out, you're like, this might be one of my favorite albums of the year. Yeah. This might be one of the best albums of the year. It was immediate. So that's what, yeah, no, it was immediate. Mm-hmm. First, like the first day the album came out, you listened to it all the way through, and was like, favorite album of the year so far. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, that's high praise. I'll listen to it. And yep. by God, my, <laughs> yeah. by God, by God. Uh, yeah, Wide Awake is a monster album. Mm-hmm. Monster album. Mm-hmm. Especially in 2018 to hear a band put together something like this, mm-hmm. you know, to to touch the things that they're touching on, the, the the musicality of it. It's a monster release. And yeah, for sure in my top 5. Mm-hmm. Um uh I again, I I can't imagine four f- four or five albums pushing it out i can't imagine something coming out right pushing it out of my top five maybe even top three i mean i i hope something does because that might be the best album ever made <laughs> right that would be pretty fucking exciting yeah uh obviously if it wasn't clear wide awake is also on my list mm-hmm. so that leaves uh i already talked about Pusha t's daytona mm-hmm. it's my number one probably so oh so it's just two more albums okay um Royce the Five Nines, Book of Ryan. Mm, I, I think forgot about that one. It came out so early in the year, and there were so many rap releases that came out before it and after it mm-hmm. that it kind of just got shuffled to the wayside. Yeah. But I am telling you, fans, countrymen, Romans, lend me your ears. Mm-hmm. This is undoubtedly Royce the Five Nines' best album, and it is one of the best albums to come out of Shady Aftermath. Hmm. It is an incredible piece of work. Yeah. He, I mean, he's just he's just better on all fronts. If you're a Royce the Five Nine fan, which most people who consider themselves, oh, I like lyrical hip hop, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. If you're that person, then you like Royce the Five Nine, and hopefully you've already heard this album. If you haven't, shame on you, <laughs> and you should listen to it because it's. I mean, it's just a it's a it's an incredible album. He mm-hmm. talks about his life, his kids' life, how he. The, the insecurity he has as a father, as a as a former um, alcoholic. Uh, he talks about infidelity and like I mean it's just grown man hip hop. And then he's super lyrical and he'll you know he'll beat the shit out of you if you like <laughs> like talk sideways. Like you can't right. everything that you could Total want package. from a, yeah it's everything. So Book of Ryan's fantastic. And then one more rap release, J Rock's Redemption. It's mm. a great album. Uh, um, the single. Uh, no pun intended won me over win 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 great single fun song he he puts um king's dead on there which i'm a little annoyed at i don't mm-hmm. like i hate when artists are like well that song was super popular i'll put <laughs> can, it on my can, album can i get that one? yeah it's like come on man right you could he, they could he could have left off king's dead the album right. would have been fine without it yeah there's very strong songs on there without king's dead yeah um one of the best releases from the uh black hippie tde camp I think uh, J Rock finally uh, hits that thing that I think he's been searching for. He was the like the earliest. He was the first signee, right? Like the earliest guy to come out. He was on the um, freshman list mm-hmm. before any of the other guys. He was the he was supposed to be the guy, the mm-hmm. captain of the ship, and everybody yeah. else comes after him. And you know, shit happens. Fall by the wayside. Kendrick Lamar becomes Kendrick Lamar. What mm-hmm. are you gonna do? But redemption. What are you gonna is, do? <laughs> but redemption is. Ooh, we mm-hmm. great album. So that's it. Those are our lists. Anything that uh, you can think of? 
Anything come to your head while we were talking? Mm. A couple of the things that I said that I added came to my list while we were talking. So Yeah, no, not really. I mean, most of the stuff that you mentioned would probably have made it onto at least my uh, honorable mentions. Yeah. Because, uh, again, like it's been a busy year already. It has. It has. There's music. a lot. Hey, and if you guys are listening and you're like, well, what about this one? It's like, look, man, we couldn't, fu- we couldn't name them all. Right. But this has been... I said it on Twitter, man. I think 2018 is going to go down as one of the best years in music ever. Yeah. The stuff that has come out this year. Like, this, the our lists, I don't know. I can't speak for you. But for me, my list was just, like, there have been years where I've put together top 10, top 15 lists of the year just for fun. Mm-hmm. And it's been where it's like well, this thing came out and it was pretty good. Let me throw this on there. These were really good. And then these five are the best of the year. That's how it's been. Mm -hmm. This is a list where I'm like, I'm going to have a little bit of trouble putting together, putting them in order Mm -hmm. because it's been such a good year for uh, not, not, not just hip hop, but music in general that like, it's going to be kind of hard to, to pick an actual list list. Right. So yeah, it's, it's been fun to be a music fan. Been blessed. Yeah. 2018 blessed bless up bless mm-hmm. up mm-hmm. so those are our lists if you hated them if you disagree with any of them if you have things that you think we forgot about that don't just deserve to be mentioned but be uh in the top five uh write them on a kite and then fly it <laughs> yeah because we don't give a fuck these are our lists so fuck you mm. all right um on to the news I feel like we should have a sound effect here. Yeah, we should. Know. We need we do need do to do bring do the do soundboard do back. Do yeah. It's uh it's been pretty busy in the news too, bro. Shit's been going on. Shit's been <sighs> shit's been happening it. Yeah. We've been busy doing our Mission Impossible brew. Uh-huh. If you haven't checked that out, go back and listen to all six episodes Spoiler of Spoiler Alert. Brew. It yeah. was Possible. That it was. Mm-hmm. That it was. And have fun with that. Yeah. We did. Yeah, we had a good time. They're good movies, so it's it's easy to watch them and then talk about them. Yep. But yeah, the ton of shit has happened in in the meantime that we haven't been able to touch on, um, namely the James Gunn firing. Ugh. We haven't talked about that, right? We didn't talk no. about that. On, yeah, that wasn't going on when we when we <laughs> started our started Mission Impossible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you know, we won't bore you with the details. If you listen to this podcast, you probably already versed mm-hmm. on what happened with James Gunn. We'll just say, I guess, um, the latest thing that's happened is Dave Batista's really taking this oh, shit man. personally. He's going to bat. He is going to bat. Mm-hmm. Full throttle, he says, if they don't use James Gunn's script at the very least, then he will quit. Mm-hmm. He's not going to do a movie that doesn't have, uh, that, that has uh, zero James Gunn involvement. Yeah. Which, does that mean he's going to get sued? Because yeah, he'll probably he get sued. Has a contract. Yeah, I mean, he's like you said, he's legally obligated to uh, do what he's told to do. Yeah. So he'll probably get sued. Um, but I mean, I can't imagine. Yeah, I mean, it'd probably be a big loss for them. They'd have to replace him, and uh, that'd be pretty hard, just because he has a very unique charisma. Yeah, and it, it, you don't think of him as like the star. Yeah. But he's really important to that cast. Yeah. That entire crew, like, I, I feel like he is kind of, uh, I, I don't want to say, like, the only comedic force of it because, obviously, all of them have some comedy chops to them. They yeah. all play their roles. But uh, to replace him would be 
I'd say impossible. Yeah, it's going to be pretty hard for sure. Yeah. I mean, because you have to, it has to be somebody with that same combination of size, wit, and comedic timing. The Rock. <laughs> I, but but even The Rock, though, like, I think The Rock works because he's so charming. Right, he's too charming. Yeah, the comedy comes from, he just has good comedic timing. Right, but Batista's but, drier. Yes, exactly. Far drier. Exactly. Uh, um, the Rock is, is, his comedy comes from being smooth mm-hmm. or playing on how smooth he is. And then it's like he's super goofy or whatever. Right, right, and it's right. a play on how attractive he is. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, that's the inherent comedy of it. Right. Um, the only other thing that I can think of, maybe John Cena. But even John Cena, what makes him funny is his self-awareness. Right. That's how he's been winning over people. Mm-hmm. It's like this ability to laugh at himself. Yeah. Batista, at least in this role, I mean, he's fully committed to the character, mm-hmm. you know? He is that character. Yeah, he. it seems like, and from what I understand, I mean, I'm pretty sure he is a comic book fan, mm-hmm. but it's like it seems like he's well-versed in, you know, the, the lore, and like he's he's fully immersed himself in that character yep. and the way that James Gunn has wrote it, and I think that's why he's so, other than obviously supporting James Gunn, but mm-hmm. I think he's like, I, you know. He feels a debt to him, maybe. Yeah, I mean, it, like, he's like, he created this character. Obviously, you know, he's he based it off of the comic book, but mm-hmm. James Gunn wrote this character. Right. I can't play this any other way. Mm-hmm. If somebody else comes in with a new script and a new direction, mm-hmm. it's not going to be the same character. Right. And I think that goes for the whole movie. It's just not going to be the same movie. Yeah. Like, Ant-Man, they used Edgar Wright's script. Yeah. And he had pretty much directed, like, I think half of it or maybe even three quarters of it at the time. Like, they, they had, had already they had... at least, like, storyboarded it Yeah, out. they had a foundation for how it was going to go. Mm-hmm. And so when you watch it, you're like, this is an Edgar Wright movie. Yeah. I don't care what name you put on it. This is an Edgar Wright movie. Yeah. It has the it has the speed, the timing, the the quick cuts, the the feel, the 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 warmth, the mm-hmm. like everything. It's a fucking that's an Edgar Wright movie. Mm-hmm. You call it whatever you want. I'm sorry to whoever actually stepped in and had to direct it, but that's an Edgar Wright movie. But it's a lesser Edgar. Wright Oh yeah, movie. for sure because he wasn't he doesn't really put his handprint yeah. on it. But it's like he breathed. So okay, on so it. it's it's more like somebody doing an Edgar Wright impression. Correct. I think that's probably just a more little accurate. bit better than that because that seems yeah. like an insult. Yeah, it's not Ant-Man's a bad a movie. movie. I don't think it's a bad movie. Yeah, but um, so that's going to be the case for this, and you know, James Gunn handprint is all over this movie. Yeah, it's going to be hard to replace him. Yeah. So I'm really interested to see what happens with that. The latest I've seen, there was actually a report out from IGN, just came out today, that uh-huh. was saying that. After some speculation that it wouldn't be possible uh, for Disney to bring him back. Yeah, for James Gunn to return. Uh, it turns out another insider has spoken up to say that they're thinking about it, at least. Yeah, well. So. Now, let's just say, let's just say for the record. Like, if you, I don't know, man. This goes for everything. Like, Okay. This goes along with the the other thing we want to talk about with Alex Jones. Okay? okay, this is a little bit newer, so you haven't heard about the if you if you haven't heard about this, here's your here's your um, uh, update. Mm-hmm. Alex Jones is a some would consider a far right uh, talking head. He has he owns Infowars. Um, conspiracy theorist. He's a conspiracy theorist. He is a bombastic, obnoxious. 
uh, host of his own podcast and his own TV show. Not really TV show, but an internet show. Internet show, yeah. So he was. I mean, he's he's actually he's pretty popular with the far right Mm -hmm. and with conspiracy theorists. uh, the, The Pizzagate. Uh, yes, conspiracy. he's he's a he's a pizza gay guy. He's a he's a the frogs uh, he, are turning gay. He thinks that um, um, kids who die in these shootings are crisis actors and things like that. He says things to get a rise out of people, mm-hmm. right? So, I guess amongst mounting um, uh, cries and calls and criticism mm-hmm. of his work and calls for him to be fired and pulled off of you know these major. Uh, social medias there's now been a concerted effort to pull his material it started mm-hmm. with youtube they finally were like look you've you've uh you've broken our our terms of agreement too many times right you're done son yeah and then after that well it and was it was just specifically youtube what they cited was that not only did because he was suspended for a bit he wasn't actually completely yeah. t- removed yeah so he was suspended for a bit but what he did was try to get on other channels and yeah. broadcast from there, yeah. which is a no-no for YouTube. Yeah. They say if if you don't accept your ban or your uh, your suspension, suspension uh, and try to work around it, then you're going to get banned yeah. forever. So that's what happened with YouTube in particular, right. what they said. Yeah, so that happens, and then it was basically an avalanche from that point forward. Um, he got taken off of Facebook. Uh, I mean, Facebook owns Instagram, so I can imagine all his stuff is taken off of there. Mm-hmm. Um, he hasn't been removed from Twitter as of um, the publishing of this podcast. Yeah, right. And for, to their credit, Jack, the guy who runs Twitter, mm-hmm. he said, like, look, he hasn't broken our rules. When he does, we'll take him off. Right. Um, but we can't we can't say there's no evidence of him breaking our rules. Which he's gotten a ton of shit for. Yes, I, yeah, I saw that. A lot of people were like, "Are you serious?" Right. He's definitely broken you guys' rules. I don't know, man. I haven't gone in and and you know how many people actually have gone in and read the terms of agreement for social media. Nobody. 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 Does they that. only know when stuff like this happens. Mm-hmm. Then you're like, "Oh yeah, I guess, I guess so." He seems like a fucking asshole. Right. Now, as far as I'm concerned, fuck Alex Jones. He's mm-hmm. a piece of shit. Yep. I, I'm. I'm. You know, not a fan. And so, you know, I don't give a fuck what happens to him. Right. But it is an interesting precedent that's been set with everything that's been going on lately with James Gunn, mm-hmm. with Alex Jones, with Roseanne. Yeah. Um, regardless of your politics, if you're a person who is in our medium as entertainers and as people who talk on the culture and as people as you know want to be comedians every now and then <laughs> people who you know i i would say that we try to push the limit sometimes just yeah. this is a comedic podcast in uh, blah, 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 a very generous uh definition of We're the term hilarious <laughs> i would say that like you know uh, it's it's very interesting to see what standards are being held up and against who. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to sit here and defend far right ideologies, but the precedent that it's set as far as free speech is concerned mm-hmm. is an interesting one. Well, and and here's the entire crux of it. All right, you see a ton of people coming out and saying, though I don't support Alex Jones, or some of them do. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of them are saying, I don't support what he has to say. Uh, I don't support his platform. But at the same time, 
this is censorship and this is the beginning of the crackdown of censorship yeah. on anyone who has an opposing view of the status quo yeah and that this is a dangerous game we're playing <clears throat> and it's going to be a matter of time until you know youtube decides to you know cut off everyone who talks about guns or everyone who talks about x y or z that people don't uh think is uh to their liking or yeah you know following along the party lines quote unquote well it's now and 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 that's that's kind of the thing that I've been going back and forth about is like people like Alex Jones and Roseanne they weren't they weren't saying political ideologies it's not as if Alex Jones got banned because he says he's pro life you know what I'm saying like he loves Trump for sure he does yeah. and there's a lot of people on the right who think that there is a conspiracy that the left wing uh liberal the libtards uh-huh they're the ones who are in control of Hollywood and control of social media and stuff, and they're the ones who, you know, move the the uh, needle on shit like this. Mm-hmm. And they're the ones who decide, like, okay, we don't like Alex Jones anymore. He's done. Yeah. We're going to mount a campaign against him. It's because the media is the enemy of the people. That's according to Alex Jones. Duh. And according and to the Trump. president. <laughs> <laughs> the actual president of the, the United States. president. Yeah. So, obviously, you know... If it's just your if it's just your ideology versus mine, then yeah, I mean it, it is a scary precedent to set. Like let's say, for instance, Mark Zuckerberg was somebody who was far, 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 far right, and he owned Facebook, right. and he decided that anybody with a liberal point of view didn't belong on his platform, and he just started fucking uh, striking us and taking us off right. his thing. But see, that's the argument that they make. But that's not what's going on no, here. No, it's not. It's not. And I, I was going to say, like, that's what I explained is not my stance, obviously. Um, but at the same time, like, you have to understand this. What's happening isn't censorship. It's not it's not banning the freedom of speech because these are privately owned companies that are publicly traded, mind you, yeah. which people seem to have an <laughs> issue, you know, kind of figuring out what that means yeah, exactly to understand so concept. what it means is you can put publicly you, you can put stock into those companies yeah it, what it doesn't mean is that it's owned by the public right it's just this thing that we all right own because we're a part of it and it's also not owned by the government yeah. which means they can do whatever they want yeah you know as a private company yeah so if Facebook says we don't want this media on our platform, we don't want to give this person or this ideology a uh, a soapbox, they can choose to do that. Yeah. It's, it's part, as you were saying in the fine print, if you read it, it's there. Yeah. Like it's just, it's just what it is. So I understand the fear, which is this is just going to end up blocking out uh, people who aren't deemed fit to be part of society, I suppose. Yeah. And they're going to be ousted from the internet in, in some way. Mm. That's the fear of it. But if we're talking about Alex Jones, like he's objectively said, and I don't know if he actually believes in, but is, is perpetrating these awful ideologies right and see that's hurtful the difference. things that's it that's hurtful exactly things. the difference some I, I read something on twitter 
that I wholeheartedly agree with, which is he's basically the walking embodiment of calling fire in a movie theater. Right. You know, like right. You you can't go around <clears throat> calling these families who've you know dealt with a child being murdered in school uh, crisis actors. Yeah. Giving their information out and having them get harassed. Yeah. And expect people just to go, well, that's your freedom. Yeah. You know, like, no, that's yeah. not all right. He can go to any other place that will have him now on the internet if he mm-hmm. wants to host himself on something. Like, go for it. Yeah. You're still free to do that. You can go on the, the corner and scream from the rooftops right. if you want. But and there's nothing stopping him from, you know, going on some other video sharing site or filming something and uploading it to media share or like whatever Vimeo or whatever. Yeah. Go on 4chan, you know, 4chan. like whatever you want to do, man. Whatever you want to do, man. Do whatever you want. Like the internet's <laughs> big. You can do whatever you want. But uh, no, and, 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 and I think that's the thing that people are trying. They're trying to um, it's, it's a false equivocation of things. Mm-hmm. He's not fucking uh, 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 some just political pundit, you know, right. like people are they're like uh, some some people on the far left are like, how come um, the president doesn't get banned? It's like, OK, relax. You may not like what the president's saying, but he's the president. Right. And like he's 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 saying policy. He's he's doing policy changes over his fucking cell phone. <laughs> Right, like the, in like, very dumb terms, but yeah, and he's not—he's not doing the kind of shit that Alex Jones was doing. You may consider what he does or what he says on here, hate speech, and like definitely the the stuff that he said about Don Lemon and LeBron James—that was he really took it too far. And he's a chronic liar. Yeah, that's for sure. But is it—is it thing? Is he saying things that are uh, that that deem it necessary to remove his account completely? I don't think he should have a Twitter account. Just no, being the president, I don't think he should have. He should one. have an official Twitter account that is approved by somebody else before it goes out, and yeah. it's just about official memorandums. But and, but, but you know, you know the other whatever. thing is, they say you know, give people enough rope to hang themselves, and like if we take away his Twitter account, <sighs> now we don't have any evidence of him. Because like a lot of the stuff, his mouth. yeah, a lot of the stuff that he's lied about, it's been on his Twitter account. People just go, okay, well, how about when you said this a year mm-hmm. ago? It's literally the exact opposite of what you're saying now. No, it's not what I meant. Liar. It's yeah. not what I meant. Anyway, we're not here to talk about Trump. Correct. Um, but with Alex Jones, yeah, like like you were saying, it's it, it 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 was it's pretty objectively bad things that he was saying. Not just I don't agree with fucking uh, Rachel Maddow, right. or some shit. Like it was objectively bad shit, and, and not just not just bad because I feel like bad is too subjective of a word, uh, yeah, okay. right? So actually hurtful things mm-hmm. things that can cause damage mm-hmm. so like i said before uh he's put out the information of uh these parkland yeah see that's the kind of shit that you can't do yeah and so, and, and, and and i think that you know do it on both ends like when spike lee tweeted out the 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 address of what he thought was zuckerberg right and, or not zuckerberg sorry zimmerman <laughs> zuckerberg. <laughs> zuckerberg kill him and it ended up just being these random Zimmermans who were like, please leave us alone. <laughs> right. Like, that's grounds. We're the good ones. That's grounds for you to have your fucking Twitter account removed. Yeah. You should be kicked off of Twitter. I, I think it should go both ways. I'm not sitting here saying that, you know, all of the people who agree with Alex Jones mm-hmm. are pieces of shit. It should go both ways. Right. So there's a lot of people who think that there's a double standard. Yeah. And, and I mean, that goes all the way down to the other topic we had, uh, you know, a month ago or so, where we're talking about the, the baker. 
Yes. You know, which we actually got more information from our friend. Yes. Uh, from <laughs> Spencer, our, our uh, attorney. Our right. <laughs> <laughs> who told us some of the legalities of our arguments weren't um, up to snuff. Airtight. Yeah. Uh, we were just kind of spouting off. Correct. Shout out to Spencer. Yes. Um, we'll, we'll call you soon. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, it, it goes back to even that where, you know, the, the whole thing of the, the baker not wanting to make the cake for the gay couple because it, it goes against his, you know, re- religion. Yeah. Um, people, some people online I've seen say if you support his right to deny them, then you also have to do it the other way around and support the right to deny uh alex jones his platform too or his job you know yeah. or roseanne yeah you know like that it, it goes both ways <clears throat> so if you like you're basically a hypocrite if you believe one thing and not the other right so we, we've seen it now frequently come up i think the most uh, easily observable one is the james gunn versus roseanne yeah where it's like they've both said bad things uh, in a I'm using air quotes joke, joking way. Yeah, you know, like that's the the premise of what got them in trouble. Yeah. Yet you see, uh, sort of liberals on one side and uh, conservatives on the other side right. taking opposite ends of this coin and kind of agreeing on things, but only to their own benefit. Right. That's you know? well, that's what's funny about this whole thing is that everybody is actually on the same page but not for the other person right right, right. so uh, basically like if you're saying that james gunn should get fired then you have to also say that roseanne should get fired as well mm-hmm. and if you say that you know james gunn shouldn't have gotten fired then you have to say that roseanne shouldn't have gotten fired either that's now, well <clears throat> and you know to to be to play devil's advocate and split hairs here uh Making jokes about pedophilia doesn't make you a pedophile, but making racist have, jokes. Have you seen Have you seen the internet, Marco? <laughs> James Gunn is a totally a registered pedophile. Definitely a registered sex offender. Absolutely. But making racist jokes that was sarcasm, by the way. Kind of inherently makes you a racist. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, but it was her drugs. It was Ambien. Right. I mean, but that's and again, that's that's what a lot of people's argument is. It's like this. It's not the same thing that mm-hmm. people are trying to make it the same thing. And it's not right. A racist joke is a joke. But, it's you know, racist. it's still racist. <laughs> Pedophilia is the act, not, you know, making some weird, very uncomfortable. Joke. I mean, admittedly, in pro taste jokes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I don't know, man. I don't know. May I'm I, maybe I'm a fucking hypocrite. I have a problem with uh, racist jokes that don't land. Mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with racist jokes that do land. Okay. And I think that I mean I don't know. It's just I don't know. I'm just I have a problem. I guess. But when a guy can make a racist joke actually funny, uh-huh. I don't care what race you are. If it's just a funny joke, I'm good with it. But if it doesn't land, it makes me uncomfortable because then it it. It it feels like ugh, you didn't you didn't think that through because you don't have the intelligence and nuance to come up with a good racist joke right. because you're kind of ignorant and you're fine like 
the comedy that you're finding is black people do this and mm-hmm. white people do that and that's not clever to me right and so like that's if you're if if the if the comedy is coming from man i saw a black person do this black people do this shit all the time am i right mm-hmm. it's not good but if you're finding some kind of nugget of truth in something and you're making a joke about it you're making light of a situation while also educating people like that's yeah that's subtlety shine that's a nuance. light on it that's yeah that's that's comedic genius that's where good writing comes in you know mm-hmm. versus something like this like what he was saying none of that shit all the stuff on his twitter account like james gunn you mean james gunn yes mm-hmm. all the stuff on james gunn's twitter account i wasn't like i wasn't gasping oh i can't believe he said that mm-hmm. <gasps> Oh my goodness, my 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 delicacies. I uh, uh, <laughs> Did you just say my delicacies? <laughs> my my delicatessence. Okay. My sandwiches. <laughs> oh, I can't hold these precious sandwiches. I can't hold these precious sandwiches. Um yeah, I wasn't I wasn't taken aback by the things that he was saying. Right. I mean, obviously they weren't they weren't great jokes. Well, we, they just didn't land. We grew up in the dawn of the internet, which means right. we've seen some shit. Right, right. That's so. true. That's true. I just, you know, if if that makes me a hypocrite, then so be it, I guess. I'm trying to trying to play both sides of this, but I, yeah. you know, sometimes you got to draw a line in the sand. Yeah. Do I think that Roseanne should have been fired for her joke? <sighs> I mean, it The problem is it wasn't a good joke. It was just kind of racist, you know? Like yeah. it just it didn't work. Well, I mean, it wasn't really even a joke. It was just her being mean. Right. And then the other thing is like she tried to defend it by saying she didn't even know she that was she black. was black right. and like she thought she was Jewish and then and then she was on Ambien. It's like all this backtracking right. and stuff. If you just said, hey, man, that joke didn't land. Right. I fucked up, but I'm not racist. Like, mm-hmm. come on. Seriously? You yeah. think I'm racist? I mean, it was a bad joke. For, right. Like, I don't know. And the other thing is his jokes are from almost a decade ago. Her joke was like last week. Right. And he's also apologized for them in the past. He already. already Yeah. We're already past that. So it's kind of like, okay, we're going back to before his apology. It it stings, I think, extra hard for especially liberal people who realize that this only came out because of uh, like a super conservative person, uh, quote unquote, alt right person coming out. And forcing this information out to Disney. Yeah, it was the as you know, Batista said a, because a, of a, a Nazi. Uh, a, you know, yeah, it was like it was a like a, a campaign, mm-hmm. a campaign to try to get him fired. This guy like combed through his Twitter account to try to find something to get him fired. Ah, mm-hmm. <sighs> jeez, man, it's living it, in petty times. Yeah, it's exhausting trying to purse out everything from from. All these, uh, all these happenings. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I just, I, fuck. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. It's, it's hard because, you know. Well, okay. Let's let's sort of boil it down. Do you think that Alex Jones should have been taken off of these platforms? Uh, Do you fear for? our freedom to be able to broadcast our bullshit that people may not agree with now that Alex Jones is gone. I think that everyone should be a little scared that someone's ideology gets in the way of, you know, your ability to make money and to reach people. Mm -hmm. 
Now, on the other hand, if the people that you're trying to reach are evil people, then, you know, it's it's the company's right to say, well, you're not going to reach them on my platform. Right. You know, it's like it's it's like as if, you know, Alex Jones has been standing on Mark Zuckerberg's shoulders and then Mark Zuckerberg finally looked up and was like, what are you saying up there? <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. And he's like, no, get down. Get off my. No, I'm, yeah. I don't want you up there. I'm not propping you up anymore. Right. So there's that. I think that companies, private companies are willing to do whatever they want to do. Like mm -hmm. Fox, fucking Fox News will say any kind of shit to get a rise out of anybody. You think Fox News is going to have, you know, a bunch of liberals on there or a bunch of gangster rappers or any well, like they're, they're not a platform that's going to prop those people up absolutely not and the thing is with them i'd say and i know this wasn't quite the the thing you're even going for right now but with fox news i'd say that they at least wouldn't dip into alex jones territory no. of conspiracy theory no where as the internet you can do whatever you want so there's a bit of a safety net on broadcast TV yeah. still. I feel like um, they'd at least divert if they were to be like, oh, this guy is actually fucking insane. Yeah. Oh, okay, let's let's cut the commercial. <laughs> I, think, I think the internet should never be a place where things get censored. Now, private companies can do whatever they want, mm -hmm. but he shouldn't be like... Banned you know, from the internet? Right. He shouldn't not... Like, Alex Jones comes up and then it's a strike on every... Right. Like, he should be able to upload his stuff wherever wherever he wants to upload it, and people get it however they want to get it. That's on them. But these companies, people forget that a person started these companies. Yeah, you know these things didn't didn't just pop up out of the internet grave, and now mm -hmm. all of a sudden we have these entities. Like right. people made these companies, and people have feelings, and people are like, I don't, I don't agree with that. This mm -hmm. is my company. Oh, there's, there's boards that have to discuss this stuff and. Be like, well, where where do we draw the line in the sand? What yeah. wh what's our stand on this entire situation? Right. What's well, like uh, we tolerate to kind of go we? back to the uh, the baker, mm -hmm. um, you know he he his is a different situation because the internet is is free enterprise. We can do whatever we want on the internet for now, sort of. Yeah. But he has to buy land. He has to be in this community. He has to answer to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. His business is not just his business. There's so many people that prop up his business. Mm -hmm. And so if the community has decided we don't want that business here, you know, that's that's on him. If And, and the other thing is people can vote with their wallets, man. I was going to say. Just and, don't go and, to his uh, fucking place. The way that that gets solved is is through, you know, just simple economics. It's like if, if the people don't want to support you, they won't. And then you're gonna die. That's it. Yeah. So yeah, I mean we're capitalism, dude. The yeah, say what you want about capitalism, but I I wouldn't want it any other way. It's been working so far. I want capitalism to work the way that it's supposed to work, but I don't I don't want to go to like I don't want to get into this like <laughs> political ideologies and stuff. Like I just I don't I don't. I'm I'm not on the side of like the super left people who are like socialism. Like I don't know about that. Like. Mm -hmm. I'm good with capitalism. I like my things. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I'm not gonna fucking share my shit with you. Anyway, <laughs> that's a different conversation. Uh -huh. um, yeah, I think um, we're living in the wild west right now, man. Mm -hmm. The internet is still such a such a such a 
new thing. These are the growing pains. Yeah. We're, we'll figure it out. We'll get I, there. Yeah, but who, who's going to catch stray bullets while we figure it out? You know? Probably a lot more people. Yeah. Maybe some people who don't deserve it. Yeah. Who knows? I do know that we have some beers in front of us, friendo, mm-hmm. and that we need to give them a score before we get out of here. Give them a score? Give them a score. Uh, Well, what's the beer called, Mark? The beer is called Angelica. It's a New England wheat. It is from Lord Hobo Brewing Company. Lord Hobo. Lord Hobo. Uh, hazy, luscious, fruity, like I said at the tap of the show. Um, That's everything I was going to say about it. Right? Yeah. Pretty much took the words right out of our mouths, man. Was it like 5.4% or something? 5.4, like I think. 5.5. 5.5. That's not the score. That's the AB. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, and I uh, it's pretty drinkable, but also has some good flavor to it. Uh, yeah. I get I get a lot of those notes that are described on the can. Um, that being said, like it's not it's not my style still. I yeah. prefer something a bit hoppier. Um, <sighs> but I'd still favor this one on the side of a hearty four. All right. Yeah. Yeah, I. I agree with what you're saying. I think uh, I I prefer you know thicker drinks. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm more of a I mean it's it's been said a thousand times, but I'm more of a porter stout kind of guy. Uh-huh. Or if we're gonna you know on the opposite end, I'd rather it be hoppier. Mm-hmm. You know, like a double IPA. Oh yeah. Or an imperial IPA. That's my shields. Mm-hmm. This is uh you know it's it's pretty good. It's it's pretty drinkable. Um. It's good. I I, I I fucks with it. I'm gonna give it a four point five. So a four for Obesius, a four point five for myself, Marco Dupa. This has been the One Baron Podcast. Yay. Find us everywhere podcasts are listened to. It is always free and it always will be. Stitcher, Apple Music, um, Google, uh, yeah, Google Play, SoundCloud, SoundCloud all that jazz. Mm-hmm. Look us up, theonebeerandpodcast.com. Like, share, and subscribe. Thank you guys for listening. Drink delicious beer, and have a beautiful evening. We love you.